Hey guys, just a little PSA before uh, we get this podcast started. Uh, before uh, you hit play on this podcast, well, I guess you've already had, but uh, before we really get going, uh, go over to www.racersindex.com and uh, register with those guys. And uh, this is a really cool program that uh, I'm happy to be a part of, happy to promote. And uh, they've jumped on board for all of 2017 and uh, the tail end of 2016 here. And uh, it just launched. You can go there and register. And uh, this is where you're going to find all of the contact info for all of the teams and all of the riders and all of the uh, the different uh, media personnel and the, uh, the industry people that you'd need to uh, find a job in the industry, find a ride for your rider, uh, whether you're an agent or if you're a rider trying to find a, a, a team to ride for, if you're a team trying to find a rider that to fill a spot. Uh, it's all here. It's all in one spot. And uh, the more people that register and uh, log in their contact info, the more we're able to uh, connect and uh, strengthen in that fabric that is the uh, the motocross community. So like I said, go to www.racersindex.com and uh, check these guys out. It's really cool and uh, it's really interactive and uh, it's going to be everything from uh, street bikes to uh, motocross, supercross, you name it. So uh, it'd be a really cool opportunity for a lot of uh, privateer riders that uh, are looking for somewhere to uh, ride supercross as well as uh, it'd be a great spot for some uh, some team managers to uh, see who's out there to fill some spots and uh, round out those rosters as we approach A1. All right, guys, let's get to the podcast. Here we go. started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Meta, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. Fly Racing, Bills Pipes, W Wheels, Motul MX, X-Brand Goggles, Moto Ice Wrap, and Moto Stuff make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views Inside the sport of motocross, the gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by Meta. And I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, and um, with me on the line soon will be Kyle Cowling. And um, if you remember back to a few podcasts ago, we talked to Kyle about episode one of season two on the uh, the Spectrum series uh, that's available on Vimeo, where uh, basically Kyle dives, uh, Kyle and his team dive uh, deep into. Um, the, the kind of the underbelly of motocross and covering some really cool interviews with uh, guys like uh, Jake Weimer and uh, and many others and it's been it's been in the works for uh, about I guess about two years now like uh, you you've got um, some incredible incredible edits and uh, just a unique perspective 
on uh, on the sport of motocross and uh, like the most the most recent episode that just came out, episode two, Matt Bashalia as well as Talon Hawkins. Uh, Talon is obviously a younger rider trying to qualify for Loretta Lynn's, like chronicling his journey, as well as uh, getting a look into uh, Matt Bashalia uh, is uh, his uh, his journey in uh, in two fifty Supercross and uh, and kind of chronal and uh, kind of showing the behind the scenes of that and. Uh, uh, all, all of the uh, the pinnacle that is amateur racing for a guy like Matt and uh, basically a guy like Talon who's uh, approaching that. So um, really excited to have uh, you guys listen to this and uh, we're going to call up Kyle right away here on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show and uh, really glad that you guys were able to join us and um, yeah, I like... Um, Onward and upward as far as this podcast goes. Uh, hope you guys have been enjoying this a little bit as I talk to you a little bit. I'm new to doing this portion of it, but uh, not a stranger to the microphone. So hopefully I sound coherent and uh, and and know exactly kind of what I'm trying to drive at. If, if I get a little bit off track sometimes, just uh, searching for uh, uh, some more information to get to you guys. But uh, any, above all, please contact me at uh, bradgebhart 88 at gmail.com. Let me know how we're doing with these. And uh, soon enough, we're going to have a uh, Justified Cultures discount code for you guys and some opportunities to win some Justified Cultures clothing. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, place a phone call to the one, the only Kyle Cowling here on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by Fly Racing. Yo. Kyle Cowling, welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show. Always a pleasure to have you back on to uh, discuss all things from the the Spectrum series as well as uh, a day in the life of uh, of Kyle Cowling because uh, in a lot of ways it's theater of, of the mind and it's uh, diving a little bit deeper than conventional media is willing to go as far as uh, interview style and, uh, and covering these cool stories. Welcome back to the show. I believe you're a uh, four or five time repeat offender on this show number 299. Damn, I'm almost number 300. Almost. Almost. Jeez, can I be number 300 too? Uh, I guess we could hang up and try this all over again. I'm not sure how my my listeners would respond to uh, that much Kyle Cowling, but uh, as far as my bedroom's concerned, there is never too much Kyle Cowling. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Then how are you, my friend? Oh, fuck, man. I'm tired. It's been a it's been a long, interesting, stressful day. Uh, uh, Are you still there? What? Sorry, I totally cut out. What was that? I, I it was a long, stressful day. It sounds like. Yeah, we uh, so shot with uh, Tyler Bowers today. Um, today was going to be the last day of shooting uh, with him for his uh, episode. Um, of season two of the Spectrum series. And boy, and, was it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we uh, went out to Glen Helen, and um plan was go out to Glen Helen, get some motos in, and then afterwards get back home, uh, do a bunch of lifestyle stuff with him and Brady at home, hanging out and whatnot, and then, you know, call, call it. That was going to be a wrap. And uh, get out to Glen Helen uh, this morning, and everything's going well. It was kind of an odd day. It was kind of quiet out there. Um, few pros, a lot of kind of slow, sketchy guys out there. Like myself. Um, 
Yeah. I think just because Loretta's is going on this weekend and outdoors are almost over, it was pretty empty. So a lot of the, you know, Joe Blows were out there today getting their moto on, which was fine. Yeah. But it was just weird. A lot of just random shit happening, people crashing, whatnot. And uh, so anyways, everything is going well. And Tyler and the team were doing a little bit of uh, testing with their rear shock. And Tyler, uh, you know, told me he's going to go out do a couple laps uh, on the shock, see how it is, come back up, make a couple changes, go back out for a couple laps. Then he'll come back up, take a break, and then he'll do his second 30-minute moto. So I was like, okay. I was like, okay. Um, and for those that are familiar with Glen Helen and go there, uh, we were parked at the top right next to the REM track overlooking uh, the main track. And uh, so I was like, all right, well, I'll just hang up here uh, at the rig and, you know, just hang out and watch while you do your thing. And then I'll head down, I'll head down uh, when you go to do your 30-minute moto. And uh goes out, spins a couple laps, comes up, they make a quick change, goes back out. And I'm watching him and I'm like, man, he's going really fucking good right now. Like the best I've seen him riding since we've been... Yeah started shooting and this we've been probably going on about a month uh on and off of shooting with him i'm like wow he's like whatever changes they made to that rear shock he he is loving it and uh goes up mount st helens and goes to make the u-turn and there's a little jump at the top of it where you launch down uh the downhill part of mount st helens and i'm sitting there see him go up turns around comes down hits the little kicker jump and as soon as he does he just goes into a full-blown endo, and I jump out of my my seat, and I just started fucking yelling at the top of my lungs, and he's endoing, endoing, and then cartwheels, bike full-on drills him, and he just goes ragdolling halfway down Mount St. Helens, like, no bullshit, halfway down, like, him and the bike, and, like, it was gnarly. It was, like, the longest the longest four seconds, five seconds of my life. Like it was like, it was happening in slow motion, just watching him ragdoll, ragdoll. And I didn't feel like it was ending. And I'm, I'm like screaming and I start screaming and hollering and I start to like take off to, him, like get down there to help him. And his mechanic, um, jetted past me and took off. And then Chris Kiefer, um, from dirt rider, he was actually right behind Tyler and saw the whole thing as well. So Kiefer got to the bottom of the hill turned around and rode back up <clears throat> and he was the first one to Tyler and uh, then Tyler's mechanic got to him. So I ended up just staying up at the rig. Cause like, there's not, you know, there's not much I can do at this point. He's got yeah, people there. So, yeah. So, um, so I just kind of hung back and he was down for a while for a second, like the way after he finished rolling, like the way his body was positioned, like he was like, it was odd. He was like propped up in this weird, like sitting on his knees type thing. And for a second I was like, Oh my God, did he just die? Cause he like wasn't moving. And it was just the way he was positioned after he finished tumbling. It was super weird and just kind of scary looking. Um, and then he kind of moved threw his goggles off and he tried to like crawl out of the way, like get to the side of the track and he couldn't, and he was down for a while. And then, uh, Kiefer, I think it was Kiefer gave him a ride back up to the rig and um all the cowboy guys there and all of us helped um cut off his jersey his shoulder he was instantly saying his shoulder separated shoulder separated 
Um, and sure enough, you could see it as soon as it cut off the jersey, like his shoulder was just like, you're like, oh, yep, that thing's hanging pretty low. Um, so get him out of his gear um, and then get all the stuff in his truck. And we had carpooled out with him. So pull the truck up to him, uh, his mechanic and one of the other Cali uh, guys helped get him into the truck. And uh, we pull out of, pull out of Glen Helen. And we get like maybe half a mile out of Glen Helen. We're passing like the Sheriff's Academy thing that's uh, right next to the track. And uh, Tyler's like, fuck, I got a flat tire. And I'm like, what? How do you, like, I'm driving. I don't feel anything. How do you know we have a flat tire? And he's like, look at the da- the dashboard. And he had a gauge on the dashboard. His left rear tire had like 15, 15 pounds of air or something like that. And I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck. And then sure enough, like, I could feel it just like, oh, shit. So I'm like, Luckily, there was a gas station like a mile down the road, so we limped it to the gas station, get to the gas station, park by the air compressor, and it was like a dollar fifty for air, and no one had any cash or change on them. So I run into the in, into the gas station or try to, and the doors are locked, and there's a sign on the door that says temporarily closed for a break for the next ten to fifteen minutes, like full no. on, like yeah, full on doors are locked, no one can get in. I'm like, are you? fucking yeah. kidding me right now went to take a shit see you later yeah exactly exactly and so i i like run back to tyler and i'm like dude the fucking doors are locked and he's like he's like go in the subway because there's a subway right next to us so I go in the subway see if they do cash back and i'm like okay and he was almost thinking like more clearly than i was my I, I was like all over the place like oh, fuck you know and uh so i run in the subway and i'm like hey do you guys do cash back and they're all no and i'm all okay well I have a flat tire right now and the guy in my truck, my buddy has a broken shoulder and I need to get in the hospital and we don't have any change. And the, and a, and a and PM is closed. Our doors are locked. And the, the lady is all, she's all, okay, come here. And she took $2 out of their tip jar and uh, took that and gave me a dollar 15 quarters. Um, so ran out, was able to fill the, the, the rear tire up with air. And then we got on the road and, um, we were going to take Tyler to the Corona Regional Hospital. It was near the track, but it's a super shitty place. And he was recommended instead to go um, to a hospital about 45 minutes, uh, 45 minutes west of where we were. Um, so we ended up meeting his wife, Brady, um, in Corona off the 15 and 91 and helped basically transferred Tyler from the truck in the Brady's car. Brady took Tyler to the hospital down in Brea and I drove uh, Spencer Owens, still photographers with us. And uh, we drove Tyler's truck back to Tyler's place, unloaded everything, uh, made sure everything was situated at home, locked everything up and then uh, drove from there, went to lunch, grabbed a quick bite to eat and then drove straight down to uh, the hospital and, hung out with Tyler there. And when we were, uh, when we were actually, when I was like helping Tyler get from the truck in the Brady's car, cause he was kind of complaining about his femur too. He's like, I think I broke my femur. Like something's not right there. You know, I've, I've done it before yeah. and there's, there's something's, something's off. He's like, I got a rod in there already. So I think that might be good, but something's definitely not right. And, uh, and he's all, I think my ribs are broken too. And, so when we, when I was helping him get into the car, he's like, he's like telling me, he's like, dude, my, my femur is broken. Like it's, 
it's for sure broken. I can feel it. And the whole time, dude, he was like super calm, like, like had it under control, like not, you know, not super concerned. And Spencer and I are just like, fuck, fuck. Like I'm like super bummed out and feel terrible for what he's, he's going through right now. And yeah, at one point when we were driving, he's like, dude, you guys like lighten, like, it's okay. Like we can lighten the mood a little bit. It's all good. Like I, I ride dirt bikes. This shit happens. It's, if I didn't want to get hurt, I wouldn't go play baseball instead. So it's all good. It's part of it. And I'm like, okay, you know, fair enough. And um, anyways, drive down to the hospital and uh, get there and hang out with uh, him and Brady in the hospital in the ER. And sure enough, uh, he did a, I think it was a second degree AC separation to his shoulder. Um, and then his femur, uh, it was cracked or fractured i think it was at the top of it like just below his hip um it was fractured and then he broke three ribs um but surprise like thankfully no surgery on anything the rod and his femur actually like did its job and for the most part kept it intact because if he didn't have the rod and they're already from the previous time he broke his femur like it, it his femur would have been fucking backwards like for sure it would have been snapped so yeah, um, he was saved by his rod. Yeah. That massive rod the, that he the has. Mighty, the mighty rod. Um, so, ended up, yeah, just, I hung out there with those guys, with Brady and, and Tyler, for probably a couple hours, um, and then stayed with them until they, they ended up discharging them and giving them a swing and putting them in a wheelchair. And we got them, you know, pushed them out to Brady's car, and he was able to go back go back home he was probably only in the er for four hours i would say total um so he's he's back home just at this point it's he's got to just sit on the couch and you know hang out and just let his body you know fix itself at this point but in gnarly man i've never seen in all the years i've been doing this this stuff i've never seen a crash that violent before like it was it was bad, like just oh. fucked up, super violent. And, uh, and I, you know, also in all the years I've been doing this, we've never been on a shoot with someone where this has happened, where, you know, they've crashed and gotten, gotten injured and, and whatnot. So that was, we were you know, so scary and nerve wracking. And, you know, but one of the first things Tyler said to me, like when we got into the car and we started, we left one hell and we're driving like, Say, you know, whatever, uh, you know, the pain isn't what bothers me right now is the fact that th- this really, excuse me, this really fucks up my, you know, my chances and what I'm working on for a oh, ride totally. for next year, for next year. Like I, like this can be a really shitty deal. And when he told me that, I was like, like, I don't know, just kind of like really drove home the fact even more. I'm like, fuck man, this sport's just so, it's Cut so through. insane. Yeah, it's it's insane, and and you know that when Cali releases the PR or whatever in the next couple of days or next week, like you know, there's going to be people on the message board just rolling their eyes, you know, talking shit, you know, you know, they don't know yeah. anything. They weren't there. They didn't. No. They didn't see it. Like, like, dude, when you're there firsthand and you see that stuff and you see the pain that they're going going through and and whatnot, it's just like. Like these people are human, and and they have emotions like every other everybody else in the world, and it's just I don't know it, the whole the whole thing. It sucks. Tyler was in really good spirits for sure, but 
just sucks when you see that and you know that they're busting their ass putting in the work to, you know, prove themselves and get a spot for next year. And he's more than capable of having a great ride and just sucks the injuries. Like, Oh, well you got hurt. So we're, you, we don't, you know, you're not worth our time anymore. We'll, we'll figure out something else. Totally. I get it. I get it. Totally get it. It's how it is. But at the same time, it's, I don't know. Stick and ball sports aren't like that. You know, it's not how, how those things are run and moto at some point, I would like to think we'll, we'll figure that out and how to legitimize it even more. But, I don't know that that's going to happen in my lifetime. <laughs> no, well, it's uh, it, it's uh, that's a far cry. I think things things in that standpoint might get better or might get worse before they get better. If you know what I mean. Oh, I I think so. I I. It's a meat been, grinder right now, and honestly, you can't say a whole lot different for a lot of professional sports. Like uh, the, yeah. the length of career in uh, in in professional football, five years, and you're lucky if you get out with your knees working. And then you got to work; you got to live the the next eighty years of your life with uh, with busted up knees. Yeah, no, I I totally agree, and I'm 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 not saying that no other sport has these types of issues because I know they all do: baseball, football, basketball you know, all that stuff does, but I guess in those sports, at the very least, we all know that these athletes are getting paid talking millions of dollars, you know, and, and they're, they're being taken care of to some extent with athletic trainers that are in-house hired by these professional teams. And they go through the proper proper channels of rehabilitation to try and get them back to a hundred percent. And in moto, these guys are lucky if they're making a hundred grand, you know, there's no real like athletic trainers. It's just all ex professional dirt bike riders that think they kind of know what the body does, but not quite because they never went to school. Yeah. Um, and you know, these kids, these guys just get, you know, chewed up and spit out and they made 80 grand maybe. So, <laughs> you know, if, if they're lucky and they have no education yeah. or, or anything and, I don't know. It's just frustrating. Oh, me. totally. And yeah, we're talking about, uh, you know, I, think I was Brian Deegan of all people. And I said it best that like you get a sport like motocross and, uh, it's like, as far as like physically demanding, yeah, like, you can, you can claim that they're, that the motocross like physically demanding more than anything else. And, and then there's, there, there's other sports that are, there are a lot of risks as well. Um, but uh, the, for the money that you get, um, it, it'd be, it'd be similar to, uh, having a guy, uh, to make a, a 10 foot putt in the, uh, in, in the PGA is one thing, but, uh, put a, put a loaded shotgun to his knees, uh, for that same, that same 10, 10 foot putt. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't make it, pull the trigger. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a great way to put it. That's almost exactly how it is. Yeah. And, and, and then what, like you're, you're without your knees, you're completely useless on a motorcycle. And if you don't, if you're not on a motorcycle, you're just about useless to like, like the working, uh, society. So what the fuck are you going to do? Cause you were yeah. homeschooled and, uh, you, you basically, you, you don't know which there to use on Twitter, let, let alone your own resume. So, um, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's, that's what frustrates me the the you know, the most about this stuff is that, you know, once these guys, you know, if their career doesn't go according to plan, you know, and it, you know, they get kind of screwed out of stuff. What are they going to do? They end up, what, what, what do they do? They end up, 
in that year recycled in the industry as a marketing director for a company, uh, but they have no education in marketing or advertising or no. how to manage manage budgets. But yet they're the ones now that come out and they're starting to hire, you know, video guys and media guys like, hey, do you want to do this? It's like, yeah, sure. What's the budget? Oh, we don't have a budget. We just thought we'd do it as a bro deal. And it's like, for real? Like, Seriously? We, yeah, you put a, you I put was a, thinking about getting you maybe some hats. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's like you put you put a, someone in a in a marketing position in the moto industry that went to school, you know, has a degree or whatever in yeah. marketing, advertising, whatever. You put them in a moto industry at one of these companies, they're going to be like, for real? How are you even in business? Like, this makes no sense. So, yeah, where, where's your activation? Where's your uh, core competencies? Uh, can we get a SWOT analysis, please? Yeah, right. And I, like, okay. yeah, it's it's uh, it's a never-ending vicious cycle that won't change anytime soon. No, it won't. But uh, what has been ever evolving is uh, the the Spectrum series, which is now in its second uh, episode of season two. So uh, double two—that's the antidote, in as they say in uh, Spanish. And uh, I am extremely impressed with this this episode. Um, both uh, Hawkins and Bashalia were uh, really really cool subjects, and uh, getting the two of them, which like you have uh, like you have Talon Hawkins, who's kind of entering that uh, amateur phenom uh, realm of, of becoming a kid that uh, could be a major player moving forward in amateurs to uh, you have a guy like Matt Vichalia who uh, was was it one of those kids that uh, kind of uh, everyone had their eyes set on for a, a number of years before they even donned the pro pro uh, number plates. So um, what were the kind of the intricacies of taking on these two subjects uh, for a couple of episodes or for, for this episode of uh, of the Spectrum series, which uh, for those who haven't already checked it out, head on over to uh, to Vimeo and uh, and check this thing out. It's it's unbelievable. I enjoyed it. I watched it twice just uh, this the other day before bed. And uh, yeah, like honestly, it's uh, it's been out for uh, for about a week and three days now. Ten days. It's forty forty eight minutes in duration. And uh, anyone who wants to spend the uh, well, it's five seventeen Canadian. Um, I don't know what that works out to American probably a dollar uh but um anyone who's willing to to, to do that is is me get their money's worth because it's a it's a, a really good um it's a great episode yeah we uh it's funny that originally when we got uh Bichelia, our original idea and goal was to to place maddie b with jimmy dakotas in an episode because maddie was the now you know, no longer Geico rider and Jimmy D is now back on Geico. So our, our idea was originally to kind of go in that direction. Um, but we ended up, um, switching after switching the concept after we shot with Maddie B and, uh, interview wise, everything, the story went in kind of a, a, a different direction and it actually worked out for the best. And as soon as we wrapped up the interview and I knew, the direction that it went, I was like, okay, it would be cool to put him with a mini bike kid. And we were trying to figure out, my business partner, Nick was like, we should get a mini bike kid. Like we've had amateur kids on big bikes, but we've never, we haven't done a mini cycle rider yet. Like I, I totally agree. And, uh, Talon Hawkins 
was the first one that came to mind. Um, seen him around a bunch of the local tracks and briefly met him doing a, a project back in December for BTO Sports. And uh, he was super cool, very like polite, well-mannered, well-spoken uh, kid. And met his mom. Uh, his mom was there too. And his mom was a sweetheart, super nice. So they had already kind of been on my radar. And then um, once we figured out how the Maddie B episode would go, I was like, okay, we need to get Talon um, and put Talon with Maddie. And my biggest concern though was hoping that his parents would say yes, because obviously, I mean, Talon's 12 years old, so I, you know, obviously I have to go speak with his, his mom and dad. And I was actually super concerned because before Talon, excuse me, we had reached out to um, another athlete, another racer for uh, a different episode, and they were all about it. And then about an hour later, they uh, sent me a text and said that uh, their their uh, their parents had said no they don't want to be they don't want to be involved in in the series at all on any level so i was like okay fair enough i didn't ask questions why i was like cool you're straight up with me that's fine you know no hard feelings um so when i reached out to town's parents i was kind of nervous i'm like fuck like are we going to go down this road where now like no one's going to want to work with us because they don't like what we're doing you know because we're talking about real things and not just how great your tires hooked up on the concrete start. Um, right. Which is important because <laughs> yeah. Dunlop. Yeah. The Dunlop Pirelli. Mm-hmm. Um, so thankfully though, his, his mom and dad, super cool. They were all about it. Super like thankful and appreciative. And um, we spent two, two days, two full days of talent shooting everything. Um, one day at Paula for his regional and then another day at home. Um, doing like stuff of him riding on his backyard track, skateboarding, mountain biking and interview stuff. Um, so it was, they're super fucking rad family, like great people. Talon's a badass, And, um, so it was cool to have, like, I liked the idea of Maddie who, you know, he was a one Loretta's multiple times, got a factory ride out of it. He's been in the pro ranks for a few years now, had some podiums, lost his factory ride. And, you know, 2016, he was on the startup privateer type team. Um, and then you have, you have that contrast of talent. who's 12 years old, never been to Loretta Lynn's in his life, uh, by design. That's, you know, they didn't want to do it until they felt they were ready to go and give it a solid effort. Um, and so you have that contrast of someone like Maddie, like I said, he's won multiple, uh, Loretta's championships and then Talon never been, has no idea what to expect. And it's, you know, their whole attitude is like, yeah, this is cool. We're going to do it right now and see where we can take it. But if it doesn't work out, you know what? That's, that's cool. Talon's still in public school. He's a smart kid. And, you know, there's all kinds of opportunities out there for him as he gets older, not just motocross. So I thought that was an interesting concept and approach um and then obviously documenting talent's regional qualifier at paula not going well um he missed qualifying for his second class i think by one position so it's it was good i guess for the storyline that he didn't make it because it adds that kind of like ah man you know like fuck but 
Um, I wish he would have made it in that second class. It would have been so fucking cool. Yeah, man. But, uh, it it uh, it was it was neat to have show all that and kind of show hopefully you know people that are kind of unfamiliar with the sport like what these kids like Talon and their family go through to try and go race the biggest amateur race in the world and prove themselves and see what comes of that you know if anything so it uh it was a good it was a good one. It would be interesting to uh, to get Talon's uh, take on, on uh, the ability to uh, watch uh, Loretta Lynn's during this week and watch the gate probably. he would be able to watch the gate drop for the the motos that he's supposed to be in um, and, and whether that it's, it's a dis- discouraging, disappointing feeling or if that kind of lights a fire to uh, say next year I'm going to be in that, that, that race or I'm going to be in that class that I need to be in uh, something that uh, might... Um, Kind of, kind of light a fire, so so to speak. So I'd be interested to find that out. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. Well, he's he did qualify for for one class. I forget what class it was. I think it was like like eleven to twelve eighty five mod or or I don't know what it was. It was one some... of one of the forty classes that you can be in on an eighty in at at uh, Lawrence. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It was one of the class. He made so yeah. He's there this weekend or this week racing. I, I just yeah. don't know what class it is, but it's just one class. But they were really wanting that second class to kind of help justify the fact that they were driving from California to Tennessee, and yeah. you know have at least more than one class to race, so they weren't kind of hanging out kicking rocks for a bunch of days in between motos. Kick, kicking um, rocks. He's he's Talon Hawkins, and his and his episode on. Uh, Vimeo just dropped. Do you have any idea how many ladies he's going to be chasing around at uh, Hurricane Mills? <laughs> yeah, that kid, man, is, I'm, I'm sure if he's not already as he gets older, he's going to be a full he's going to be a babe magnet for uh, sure. He's just running around. Yeah, I'm fast on dirt bikes and oh yeah, he's just the he's, pick of he, the litter. He's one of those kids too that like he can touch, like anything he touches, he's just like naturally good at like the yeah. kid, like for those that you know, and you saw it in episodes, like he's he's pretty decent on a skateboard. He can get around on the skateboard pretty well, and then he shreds on his downhill mountain bike like friggin' a badass. And then his his dad was telling me too that even in the water, like the kid is a badass surfer. And and uh, his his dad Caleb was telling me um, off camera, he's like, man, I've I've begged Talon multiple times, like, hey, let's let's just give this up. Let's quit moto. We'll sell everything, sell the house and we'll move down to Huntington beach and we'll just, we'll just surf. We'll just surf every day, do your thing in school and we'll surf and call it good. Like we don't have to do this moto thing anymore. And, uh, Talon's like, like, no, this is what he wants to do. He wants to do moto and so he loves. And so they're going to, you know, they're going to support him and let him go as far as, as he wants to go. But also if he, wanted to quit today i'm sure his parents would be like cool like that's fine with us let's do it that, so. that's pretty cool to have that that amount of support from your parents and uh, i can only imagine a kid like talon uh going around in uh in loretta lens walking up to ladies and telling them that just about everybody tells me that uh everything i touch i'm, I'm pretty good at it so uh <laughs> what can we work out here <laughs> He's walking up to like oh, some ladies that are five or six years older than him, and just like, yes, just being just, the best. Just yeah, be like, right. Hi, I'm just, the best. 
Yeah, right. That's that's his pickup line. Hi, I'm yeah. the best at yeah, what? Um, at everything. I'm just the best. So yeah, yeah. Hi, it's nice to meet you. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, let, let's like, how, how did the uh, this episode differ from developing the storyline and uh, uh, honestly a, a ton of footage that gets developed into uh, a forty eight minute episode? Uh, how do you break that down? And uh, when it comes to the, the cutting room floor, uh, are there ever some times like I can't believe we're cutting this part out, but we can't fit it anywhere? Yeah, there uh, there was a part with uh jules uh talon's mom where we were discussing loretta's and 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 uh she uh <laughs> she had uh, she said that loretta's you know from everything she's heard and kind of seen and whatnot and just what people have said that you know she's like yeah Loretta's, you know it does kind of seem like it's a joke like i've heard that the track is a joke like it's not a real track um, and she, you know, she kind of went into that and that was stuff that was like super good content, but I was like, I don't want to put that in there just to put that in there, you know, yeah. and we've already fucking gone through our ordeals last season, uh, calling Loretta's a joke. Uh, Joaquin yeah. in episode four last year, flat out said, you know, Loretta's is a joke. And, uh, so when Talon's mom said that in this interview, <clears throat> like it was good. Like her answer was really good <clears throat> and, and interesting, but it was just like, it just wouldn't have fit. And I, I, we don't put these things together, uh, for the shock value. Like, Oh, you yeah. said this, this, and this, so we're just going to throw it together just for the shock value and get people to go, what the fuck? Like everything, I mean, believe it or not, for those people who don't like what we're doing, like it's all, you know, we try to do this tastefully and, and, and respectfully and make it cohesive and make sense and not just like try to con- constantly be dropping just a bunch of sound bites to make this or that sound super gr- good or super bad. Like it's got to be ger- <clears throat> germane to what we're discussing. And I just, that was one of those things where I'm like, this doesn't, I would love to use it, but it wouldn't feel right. It would feel super forced. And like, we were just trying to, you know, intentionally talk shit and that's not what the goal or concept is behind what we're doing. Even though some yeah. people like to think that. <laughs> well, you, uh, you already burned that bridge. So there's no reason to piss on it. Yeah. And we, I, I, I found out the other day too, we had a, <clears throat> a writer that we were trying to get for the second season and they had ended up um, telling us that they weren't available schedule wise. It just wasn't going to work out, but thank you for the opportunity or, you know, the interest and like, yeah, no worries. Um, and I found out a few days ago that the guy, the person we ended up <clears throat> going with instead, he was telling me, he's like, yeah, he's all, he's all, I, I hear really good things about your work and then really bad things about your work. No, nothing in the middle. And I, I was just laughing and I'm like, Oh man, I can only imagine. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and then he told me, he told me who it was that was saying the bad stuff. And it was the person that we were trying to get, um, that said, no schedule wise, wasn't going to work out. And, uh, their, their reasoning for not wanting to do it. The real reasoning was that, uh, <clears throat> they were very, uh, unimpressed and displeased with the Sean Collier episode from the last season. And I uh, didn't um. like, didn't like, uh, how that was 
handled and so they didn't want to be a part of what we uh what we have going on and i'm like okay you know you just laugh at this point you're just like okay like i guess that means i'm doing i'm yeah i guess that means we're doing something right because if you really feel that way then i'm taking that as a compliment like yeah like that's fucking rad to me so so it's like thank you Hey, in in media, if you're not ruffling somebody's feathers, you're probably not relevant. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. So, hey everybody, this is Jimmy Button, former factory supercross rider. You're listening to the Big MX Radio Show. We're gonna take it to a commercial. We'll be right back. When it's time to turn heads, Spokeskins has you covered. Whether it's dirt bikes, street bikes, or bicycles. Nobody does it better than spokeskins. Mix and match your spokes, or go with the same color all the way around. Either way, spokeskins is the way to go to customize the look of your bike. Uniting off-road riders on every end of the budget spectrum, spokeskins is aimed at giving you the custom look without the custom price tag. If you're looking to set your bike apart from the rest of the herd, turn some heads, and be able to change your bike's look on the fly, head to spokeskins.net. They don't just have spokeskins on their website, they've got more. New products are being added all the time, like the Motul Slacker Digital Sag Scale, and just recently, Galfer Off-Road Series Rear Brake Lines, Oversized Rotor Kit, and Front Brake Lines as well. So do what I did. Head to spokeskins.net today, place your order, and get set up to turn some heads out there. Spokeskins, we've got you covered. Deft Family Gloves. Deft means showing cleverness and skill in handling things. What you want to see in football and basketball is some deft handling of the ball. Some people are physically deft, like accomplished athletes, motorsports professionals, and martial arts masters. Their movements are fast, graceful, and deliberate. Others might be mentally or intellectually deft. You could describe a beautifully written essay as deft, or talk about a politician's deft work on an anti-bullying bill. The source of deft is the Old English gedeft, meaning mild or gentle, which became deft in Middle English along with its meaning of apt, skillful, and adept. Deft family represents a united family of athletes, artists, and creative individuals inspired by the underground lifestyle. Founded by a core crew of friends, influenced by music, arts, culture, sport, faith, and fashion. We provide the essentials of the modern day movement through a vision of free-flowing culture. Formed by motivation and necessity for change through passionate minds while remaining ahead of the mainstream, common, and popular beliefs. Hashtag Deaf Family is not just a brand, it's a lifestyle. We are deaf. All Deft Family product and merchandise is shipped directly from Temecula, California and handled with care. So head on over to deftfamily.com, explore the website and find out all things deft and become part of the deft family. What's wrong, Jeff? 
I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. In motocross, everyone wants one common thing. To simply enjoy the ride. Sand, clay, loam, or concrete, and everything in between. Riders all want to be able to enjoy their ride. But today is arena cross. Tomorrow's Glen Helen. And Saturday, we're heading to this gnarly sand track. How can we be sure our suspension is always dialed in? For most, employing a full-time practice technician is unrealistic. And even for those who have one, setting suspension is still a chore. Get a measuring tape, scratch a mark on the fender or rear number plate, and attempt some backward math to find 105 millimeters. Does this tape even have millimeters on it? Forget that. Head to Motul. Dot co today and set your sag every time you ride with the Slacker Digital Sag Scale. Let's hear from Johnny Casebeer himself and how this thing works. So uh, really basically you would just uh, stick it on your axle with the magnet, stick the clip on your side plate basically where the arc of the axle would hit the side plate and then uh, pull out the retractable cable, hook it to the clip, and turn it on, and then just take the bike off the stand and, and take a measurement. It's that easy. Trust tuning your suspension to Johnny Casebeer and Motul MX. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys who are building wheels for Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. What's up guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience 
and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown rebuild on your forks or, or shock, call up Roy Borton today at 204-633-2722. Hey guys, Bill's Pipes is back, and that means the return of legendary performance. Two strokes, check. Four strokes, check. Since 1974, they've been tuning power at its finest for motocross racers, off-road racers, you name it. For you two-stroke lovers, the MX2 Bill's Pipe exhaust system is flat out the right choice to make. Nickel, works, and the brand new cone look is the right system for the job. When it comes to four strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to decimate the field anywhere, anytime. So if you want the same pipe used by Billy Leninovich, Sean Collier, Vicky Golden, and the entire Barn Pros Home Depot Yamaha team, head over to Bill'sPipes.com today and never settle. Hey, this is Adam with Vexy MX, and you're listening to the Big MX Podcast Radio Show. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if, why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, guys, this is Cade Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too. Just just like just like the, the podium interviews that we talk about, uh, where you thank your, your Dunlop tires and uh, everything else for hooking up. Like if, if, if that's not evoking any emotion, if that's not getting people to uh, to react to it, it's it, it, it's it's a moot point. It doesn't need to be to be done. So uh, yeah, it's yeah. um you're you're pulling emotion out of uh, both the 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 athletes that you're interviewing as well as those who hear it. So uh, whether that's good or bad, and I guarantee it's it's uh, overwhelmingly good rather than bad. Um, I, th- I think that it's it's good for the sport and it's good for uh, the continuation of the progression of um, really shedding the light on on all aspects of the sport, the good and the bad, the wonderful and and the uh, the devastating because it's all it's it's all there it, 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 none of it should be swept under the rug because uh anyone who wants to take on this sport um as a profession they want to take it to the highest level it's not like in a sport like football where they they hide the fact that they're like you've got next to zero chance of actually making it to the top they say one percent of high school athletes make it into college and college one of uh one percent of college athletes make it to the pros so one percent of one percent are gonna make it uh just out of the high school uh, uh athletes in in north or north america that's that's extremely low odds but the fact is that there that it does happen you can get through it and uh that those sports don't hide from it i don't know why man uh, motocross does yeah i i i don't understand it and the other thing too that i respect about these sick and ball sports is that they're very uh they're very, at least from what I've kind of noticed, I haven't totally like looked into it and I guess researched it. So maybe I'm wrong, but from what I, I see and hear over, over the years, like these, you know, baseball, football, basketball, soccer, whatever, they're all pretty open to in regards to uh, people that are using uh, PEDs and, you know, steroids or whatever, like they get caught like it's out there's a press release out that day that so and so yeah you know caught you know tested positive for EPO or HGH or whatever it is you know 
five game suspension or a year suspension or whatever it is. And then well, mostly they fucking, weed. Yeah. And then they just move, but they move on. Like it, it comes out, everything's, you know, all right, good to know. And then they move on. And moto is for, and I guess it's because it's such a small niche sport and community. They want to protect everything and not let negative stuff get out. But I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, strange to me like the sport people say they want the sport to grow but it will never grow uh in its current state and with the current people in charge um maybe i'm wrong you know but i don't see anything changing anytime soon because a lot of people are out only for their their best interest you know what's going to help them not help everybody or or the sport grow as a whole it's, more about uh what what's it going to do for me like me 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 and yeah uh, it's a bummer so it's a big bummer does uh the reaction that you get from fans or uh people who aren't fans of of, of your uh your, your, your the, the spectrum series uh change the way that uh that that you film change the way that you you go after certain uh information um and, and if so uh how how have you kind of like if you look back at some of the episodes from from the first season uh how how have those those changes been implemented and um basically uh, kind of like changing the framework uh, of how uh spectrum gets gets done um honestly nothing's changed uh i i we figured you know if people the people that like what we're doing, obviously, like, it's like a, there's a, a good chunk of people that really enjoy what we're doing, so don't change anything. Um, and then the people that don't like it and that want to see it change, and we had that happen where last year, uh, you know, there were some people that were trying to, like, tell us that we need to change uh, an entire episode and make it make it go this way and it needs to do this instead because this is this is in poor taste and yada 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 and it's like you're not it's like you're not you're not putting your own money into this project this is my project that me and my business partner are putting our own fucking money into out of our own pockets yeah. to, to to make and the writer is the one who gets the final say like i've said over and over the writer signs off on everything that goes out. So what you see go out is what the writer said, fuck yeah, that's cool. Or, you know, we made changes behind the scenes in post uh, based off writer feedback to, you know, make sure they're happy with it and then it goes out. Um, right. So the people, you know, the people that don't like what we're doing, you know, and, and want to see it change is like, well, that's even more reason not to change the formula. Like, keep doing what we're doing and, you know, uh, the funny thing is, is like, eventually we'll go, we're going to go away. Like we're not going to be doing 18,000 seasons of spectrum. Like I have no desire or interest in doing that because quite frankly, you can only tell the same damn stories so many times before it just becomes repetitive and boring. You shit um, your mouth. <laughs> so I, you know, it's, I, it's like, we're not going to be around forever by any means or not that much longer. You know, and I, I think, like I said, last time we spoke, like we're, we're actively trying to move on to bigger and better things within filming outside of, uh, motocross, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's like, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. We're yeah, gay porn. We're the, we're the, the, the true money that, um, 
So you said it, not me. I don't know a whole lot about that. But. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like we're not going to change anything. We're going to stay true to ourselves and and what we think is cool and what you know the riders are are respecting what we're doing. We've had a ton of amazing feedback from you know riders that aren't even haven't even been a part of the series that have have bought it and they're just like wow like this shit's good like it's so nice to see someone doing this and you know, doing it how you guys are doing it and not having to back down anybody. Um, a lot of riders, a lot of riders. And there's just a small amount of industry people that don't care for it. And that's, whatever, that's fine. Like, that's your opinion. That's yeah. cool. That's why but, these things you know, aren't free. You can buy them. You can yeah, make exactly. the decision to buy it. Like, it's not yeah. even... It's not even in public domain. Like, it's not like you're putting it on social media for free. Like, you're actually having people pay for this. So, someone would have to actually go out of their way to make sure that they take this in. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, it's like we're, like I said, we're not going to change anything. The people that love it, obviously, they the formula we have, they they appreciate it and respect it. So, we're going to keep doing our thing. And the people that hate it, you know, again, it's like, well, well cool. We're going to keep doing our thing. Like. In in a in a few years, we'll you'll completely forget about us. We'll be out. We'll be we'll be out of your hair, and everything will be back to normal. I mean, I I don't know that we're making really an impact by any means on the sport, but you know, we'll go away, and there'll be this little dark corner. You know, where we're at, we'll be swept away, and what what will remain will be three seasons of Spectrum that will live on for you know, until someone blows up the planet. So. Perfect. Well, uh, hopefully, hopefully you and I are long since rotting in the ground at that point. But uh, um, with with the episodes that are to come on Spectrum, uh, you'd mentioned that you you'd filmed with uh, Tyler Bowers for a month, which it blows my mind that you can fit that much uh, that much footage into uh, an episode that's under an hour. But Essentially, uh, it, it seems to me like a month's worth of work, or a, a, even more than a month's worth of work, going into one episode is uh, is, is quite substantial. And uh, when you turn turn one of those episodes out, you got to be pretty proud of it once it hits uh, uh, Vimeo.com, where uh, they can go on demand and uh, and download that. They can get, they can get the whole season, or they can get uh, they can buy uh, individual uh, episodes if uh, they, they can't part with twenty bucks. Yeah. Um with Tyler yeah it's been like I said it's been about a little probably a little over a month worth of filming but it's been like sporadic like a day like a day a week type thing you know um, and that's just purely based off um, you know how my schedule is and how Tyler's schedule is and whatnot um, and today would you know today was going to be our last day with Tyler but after everything that went down today we we weren't able to like finish what we needed to get so the thing with that, because Tyler was going to be episode four, which was going to come out on August Tuesday, August 23rd. However, we obviously still need to film with him. So I think what yeah. we're going to do now is probably, and I got to talk to Tyler about this because he could tell me to go fuck off, uh, which would be, I, I get it. But yeah, well, the plan, hopefully, will. yeah, <laughs> the plan in my head um, excuse me, is to speak with Tyler and see if we can't basically document, you know, his first visit to the doctor to get an MRI down on the shoulder and, and kind of show that process of him 
beginning, you know, the recovery uh, stages, early recovery stages of getting healthy and rehabilitating and going to see the doctors and whatnot and, and show that in the episode. So that'll, that'll probably push Tyler's episode back to like a six or seven spot. So that means now we got to figure out, you know, episode five is now going to move up to episode four and episode yeah. five isn't quite, you know, in episode five, half the episode hasn't even been touched on yet. Like at yeah. all, hasn't even been opened up in, in editing. So it's, that's the other thing too, is with these guys, if they get, you know, they get hurt like this, it, you know, it can throw a wrench in our, our, our schedule in terms of how we're releasing these things. So it's, not the, it's not the first time we've been in this position, so it's nothing new. Thankfully, we learned a lot last season, um, but it definitely adds a little bit of stress and a unique element of juggling juggling the stuff because, I mean, we're essentially we're shooting on the fly. Like, what happens is what happens. You fucking you can't control these guys. Like, if they get hurt, they get hurt. You know, that's that's part of it. So you got to learn to to roll with the punches and, and be... Uh, flexible and and how to adapt kind of very quickly on the fly well um in an instant like this where uh it it seems like uh it's it'd be more difficult um to to finish off an episode with tyler uh do you ever have a backup plan or a backup athlete that you can uh can slide into a slot like that um or or would you uh not uh not want to prepare for that knowing that uh it's um yeah, it, it's it's tough to replace. It, it, it's nearly impossible to replace someone on the fly like that. Um, I, we always have names that we're throwing around. Uh, uh, my business partner Nick and I, like, we're always going back and forth with different names of who could be interesting and and, and whatnot. So uh, something like this, you know, it, it's it's like okay, like who you know, do we need to find somebody new? And if so, who would that be? However, what we were very smart about this this season, which we learned from the first season, is to we needed to get the full cast who we wanted and just start scheduling everybody and just be sh- like shoot like crazy, just shoot, 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 and don't get into editing until you have everything, and then and then you're good. So we are pretty fortunate. We we have we have all of I think we have all of the episodes shot actually um so with tyler's incident today um it, it actually puts us in an like an okay spot we're not having to find a fill-in uh, if you want to call that a, a fill-in replacement guy because we can push we can push tyler's episode like i said to the sixth or seventh spot and then what the episode five we can just bump that up to episode four like it's it's okay because it's been it's been shot it just means i got to kind of put my head down and grind a little extra to make sure that episode gets finished on time. But thankfully we don't have to, as of right now, we don't have to go out and find a a replacement, if you will. So 
Right on, brother. Well, I, I really, always really appreciate you coming on the show to uh, discuss all things Spectrum, dirt bikes, uh, share a, a, a swear word or two, and uh, basically just uh, bench race about the, the sport we love so much that frustrates us so much and confuses us so much. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Before I let you go, uh, let people know where they can find uh, both uh, Season 2 as well as uh, Episode 2, which uh, is probably uh, a whole lot better than episode two of uh, the Star Wars series. <laughs> uh, you can go on vimeo.com forward slash on demand forward slash spectrum season two. <clears throat> and that'll take you to uh, the on demand homepage where you can watch um, the trailer uh, for season two. And then you can either click buy all and buy all eight episodes for a whopping $24.99. Or you can buy the individual episodes by themselves. Um, And individual episodes are $3.99. And I think, I think right now uh, with the first two episodes are out and I think total runtime, we're already well over an hour. And I think, like I said before, last time we spoke, after all eight episodes will be out, I think we're going to be over just over five hours of total content for $24, 25 bucks for five hours of dirt bike content. Um, so that's, uh, that's where they can get it. And there's also a link to, for season one to go to the season one page and, you know, buy season one or buy individual episodes as well. So if people want to catch up on that, if they missed it or are curious. Well, right on, man. Well, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad to have, have had you on and I'm glad to be able to, uh, basically, uh, get all of your hard work, blood, sweat, and tears at my fingertips for, uh, just <laughs> over 20 bucks. Uh, in a lot of ways kind of discredits, uh, your, your, all your hard work and whatnot, uh, being so cheap, but, uh, it's yeah. very available and, uh, I, I'm glad it, it, it's, it's, uh, getting in the hands of those who are passionate about the sport and, uh, um, yeah, man, I, everyone head on over to uh, Vimeo.com and uh, and look up the Spectrum series and uh, buy the whole lot of them because you're going to, once you, buy the whole lot of them because it, I believe it is a little bit cheaper if you buy all of them, correct? Yeah, that, that's that's obviously the goal. It's, yeah. It's, uh, I think I think it comes out to being like, I could be wrong. I, I, I'm legitimately horrible at math. Like I failed math all four years of high school. Like I can't Perfect. do not, can't do numbers and like no joke. I can't I, do nothing. I cannot do numbers. Like I, I, it doesn't compute in my head, but I think, I think it comes out to like, if you buy the entire season, I think it comes out to like eight or $10 cheaper than buying eight individual episodes. There you go. I think it's something like that, but it's cheaper. So buy all of them. <laughs> buy all of them mainly for the familiarities like you think you're going to save yourself some money by oh I'll just test this out you're going to want to watch every single goddamn one of these things and if you only buy one and then have to buy them all uh, separately you're going to spend more money and if you end up buying all of them you're going to pay twice for the same damn one so um <laughs> yeah like just go ahead watch the Jake get the get buy all of them get watch Jake Weimer uh episode with uh, who's the second guy uh, Michael Moseman is with Jake, right? Moseman, and uh, and then uh, this this newest one with uh, Bashalia and and Hawkins. 
watch these two episodes, get hooked, and uh, and eventually binge watch all of them all over again, just like every one of your favorite Netflix uh, episodes and, and, and series is. You're going to love season two. I loved season one, and that's why I was immediately on board for, uh, for season two. Kyle Cowling, it's always a pleasure to have you on the Big MX Radio podcast show, and I just checked my my uh, uh, the uh, all podcast section of the backside of my uh, my podcast, and I tell you right now, my friend, I have uploaded and published 299 episodes. This is show 300. Oh shit! Well, I'm very honored. I like nice big round even numbers. That makes me happy. Yeah. Big two big ovals in the middle, where like, you just love to see those orbs of. Uh, it's just a satisfying sight to see two round, bulbousy, yeah. plush. Right? Yeah. Plus, plus, <clears throat> plus, I turn I turn thirty in December, so kind of three hundred thirty, kind of, kind of, hey, kind of like Thirty. Yeah. Do, oh, do you think yeah. you'll still be living uh, with with your mom when you're thirty? <laughs> That's a cheap shot. And <laughs> wow. 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 Coming from the guy in Canada where hey, I, I hey. heard I, hey, hey, I heard what they're doing to your national anthem. I heard they're taking out all the, the gender gender uh, pronouns some to make it sure. gender neutral. Yeah, fucking pansies. Why not? D- change it. Yeah. Why, like why do we like let's just Let's let's just have let's just hum the damn thing in case any of the words uh, offend anyone. Just hum the damn oh, thing. Just use it to music. My Good God, Lord. Out, uh, out of control. Hey, but hey, I, I'll take a couple of change words to my anthem that either one of your uh, your options on your your election ballot. So uh, yeah, <laughs> chew 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 on that there, uh, colleague. I would think I, I would uh, I would gladly go down to the vote the the voters box and spoil my vote. To uh, to not have any hand in the in the selection of either one of those uh, 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 those candidates, uh, I'm like, we're not going to get into that here on this podcast. This is no, not a not... political podcast. But, yeah. Uh, either way, always a pleasure on the, having you on the show, man. Don't hang up just yet for podcast sake. We'll cut it off right there. Sweet. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.
Driver checks the mirror seven minutes late The crowded rider's restlessness enunciates The guess who sucked the jets were lousy anyway Same route every day And in the turning lane Someone stalled a game He's talking to himself And here's the price of gas Repeat his phrase I hate Winnipeg Sky, a golden business boy will watch the north end die and sing I love this town then let his arcing wrecking ball proclaim